first of all, let's have prayer and ask God to bless, please. Heavenly Father, we thank you for just being in this place for your people, the very privilege of meeting together in thy house to worship you in spirit and in truth, and we thank you for it. Ask you to bless each one who comes throughout the day now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In Genesis chapter 18, I want to begin to read in verse 17. Verse 17. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it which is coming to me, and if not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from thence and went towards Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. And Abraham drew near and said, Will thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? <clears throat> Peradventure there be fifty righteous within the city. Will thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do the after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. And Abraham answered and said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord which am but dust and ashes. Peradventure there shall lack five of the fifty righteous. Will thou destroy all the city for lack of five? And he said, If I find there forty and five, I will not destroy it. And he spake unto him yet again, and said, Peradventure there shall be forty found there. And he said, I will not do it for forty's sake. And he said unto him, O oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak, peradventure, thou shalt be thirty be found there. And he said, I will not do it, if I find thirty there. And he said, Behold, now I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, peradventure, thou shalt be twenty found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for twenty's sake. And he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak yet but this once. Peradventure, ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. And the Lord went his way as soon as he had left communion with Abraham, and Abraham returned unto his place. Father, I pray that you give us understanding of thy word, challenge us from thy word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now here's a story where one man could have saved a whole city, yet he did nothing and destroyed that city. All he had to do was win ten people to saving faith or righteousness in the Lord God, and he would have spared a whole city. Now, I believe America's in trouble today, and if we don't do something soon, I believe God is going to destroy our country as we know it. 
Now, if we are like, uh, if you're like me, you probably say, "What can I do?" Uh, just think about this for just a second. Now, I was talking to somebody. My grandson lives out in California, and um, I was talking to him, and uh, he said, "Did you know, Papa, that you can't sing in the churches out here in California? They just passed a law." that you can't sing in the church now out here because singing spreads the virus, they said. And so you can't sing out in California in the churches. There's a lot of other things going on in this country. Uh, you can gather and scream and holler at riots and, and uh, it's all right. They're closing churches and leaving bars open. Uh, they're teaching your young people in colleges to hate America and what we stand for, which is freedom for all. Now, I was I was watching something yesterday at, at that uh, tour wherever Trump was at, and they was burning a flag out in front of where he was at. And I got to thinking, right out there in front of the, the White House, and, and here they gathered burning the American flag. I wonder would they have done that after World War II when the soldiers were coming home. I don't think so. Now, what I'm trying to say today is that if you look at what's going on in America right now, uh, it seems like that we're losing it. That God is uh, putting a curse on America or letting some things happen to our country today and what I want to talk about today is what can we do about it? What does the Bible say that anybody can do about this? Now look at some in the Bible where one person made a difference. They did what they could. A little boy named David, just a sling, won a great victory over a giant and set his nation free. And you know, his brothers saw David coming to the battle, and they said, what are you doing here? Uh, a little braggart. And he said, is there not a cause? That's a, as a tremendous statement in the Bible. David said, is there not a cause? I believe there's a cause today. And we ought to take a stand. But little David killed one giant, just one man, did one thing, and saved a whole nation. Saul, a man named Shangar in the Bible took an ox goat and killed 600 of God's enemies with that ox goat and freed a nation. One man God used to kill 600 and freed a nation. Esther, a woman saved a nation with the help of one man. Now, she risked her life for freedom. Jonah saved a nation by preaching repentance to that nation, and they all turned to God. A whole city he saved. And there was, it was over a million people in that city. And uh, you think about that for just a minute. Just one man took a stand and preached, and that whole city repented and went to the Lord for salvation. People like Spurgeon, Moody, Billy Sunday, John R. Wright, I could go on and on naming these great men of the past, these great preachers of the past, the great ones that made a difference in our country. Now, I'm not a Billy Sunday. Me and you are not a Spurgeon. We're not a, a Moody. But uh, you know what Jesus said we are? We're the salt of the earth. Now, you think about that. What does salt do? 
salt preserves. Salt preserves. We're right in a mess in our country. And you know what God says about you and I as Christians? We are the ones that are going to make the difference. We're the ones that are going to preserve. We're the ones that are going to save this country. And you say, well, no, what can I do, preacher? I'm just a little old peon. I can't do anything. But we can. The Bible makes it plain. How can we make a difference? Now, let's go back to Lot here in Sodom. And if he had only won ten people, think about this. If he had only won ten people to salvation or to righteousness, he'd have saved that whole city. Now, we can win somebody to Christ. Now, you think about that. If every Christian in Brandon won ten people to Christ, think what a difference it would make in our whole country, and not just Brandon, but our whole country. Hundreds would be saved for the glory of God. And let me give you something. I, I've dealt with people ever since I've been saved. When I got saved, I started going out, knocking on doors, witnessing people, winning people to Christ. But I had somebody that took me under their arms and took me so winning and took me and showed me how to talk to people or I just learned from them about the Lord. And I always thought, I can't do this. I don't have the ability to do this. But God used me anyhow because I did something. I knew that I what to do, but I didn't know how to do it. And somebody helped me get started, and I learned something. I can win people to Christ. I can be a witness for Christ. And over the years, I've had the opportunity to win several to Christ. Now, what I'm saying, is, uh, saying today is, every one of us, I don't care how small we think of ourselves in this great nation that we live in, we can win somebody to Christ. And we say to ourselves sometimes, well, that don't make a much of a difference if we just won one or two to Christ. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. If everybody won somebody to Christ, it would make a difference. Now, so number one, we can win people to Christ. And if we won ten people to Christ like this man could have won, he could have saved a whole city, we can too. We can stand for the Lord in our times. You know what that means? Don't compromise. There are some things in my life that I determined when I got saved I will not compromise. Brother Rodolph said years ago, I remember him standing in the pulpit and preaching. He's a man who was preaching when I got saved. And he was my Hebrew in the faith. And I remember him saying this. He said, I want one thing written on my gravestone when I die. He stood. He stood. Now you think about that for just a minute. We're living in days that people compromise. Now, I believe in the laws of the land. And I believe in obeying the laws of the land. I really do. I, I know that I break the speed limit sometime and I do things I ought not to do. But I still believe in them. I believe in the laws of the land and I believe we ought to obey them. But when the laws of the land supersede the Word of God, who are we supposed to obey? Not the laws of the land, then we are to obey God. And God said, Forsake not to assemble yourself together in the house of the Lord. Now we can still assemble together, we can do it the right way what the law demands, but we still have a right to do it. 
And we ought to take a stand against whoever says we can't do it. We ought to take a stand and say, yes, we can do it. Because that's a God-given right, but not only that, it's a constitutional right that the laws of the land have given us that nobody can hinder us from worshiping in the house of the Lord. That's a, God, that's a nation that we live in has given us that right. And nobody is to, be, is to take it from us. And it's time that God's people took a stand on that. We can take a stand on the Bible. I believe that the Bible ought to be read and held up and stand for Christians, period. Stand for the Christian home. Everything that a Christian stands for, we need to take a stand for it. And we can do that. Uh, we don't have to compromise. I've never backed up from something that I believe in. I was listening yesterday to the news, and they were saying that the, the uh, uh, survey that they're sending out says that Biden is ahead of Trump in the election and so on. And uh, another man come on and said the reason for that is that Trump's people are afraid to speak up and say they're for Trump. I'm not. Hey, if I am for him, I'm going to let people know it. Amen? It's just that simple. I'm taking a stand for what I believe in this country. If, if somebody does wrong, I'm going to take a stand against that if it's scriptural to do so. And we ought to stand for it. Now, thirdly, we can make our vote count in the coming election. Vote for what the Bible stands for. Take a stand for it. I have people all the time, as a pastor, they come to me or call me and say, Preacher, give me some reasons for voting for who that you think is right. I can. You know how I do it? Go to the Bible. If you're against what God is against, I ain't voting for you. I took a stand for that. If you're, you're for what the Bible stands for and you're running for office, I don't care what office you're running for. If you're for the Bible standards, then I'm for you. Amen? And I'm going to take a stand for that. And we can make a difference. It's like one man told me here, about, here a while back. He said, my vote won't make a difference. I'm just one person. Oh, yes, it will. You see, that's what people don't understand. If everybody felt like that fellow did, we wouldn't be in America. We wouldn't have America. We have a right to vote, and we can commit to vote our God-given conscience in the, by the Word of God. Stand for it. We can teach our children what this country has stood for in the past. Did you know that when I look at the statues that they're tearing down, you know what they remind me of? They remind me that somebody took a stand for what is right in this country, and they did for what they thought was right, and they, they made something out of it. Now, I appreciate those kind of people. I appreciate the ones that's gone on before me and done great things for our country, and I, they make me go back and think about it, and I thank God that they took a stand. We need to teach our young people in our colleges and in our schools not to hate America, but thank God for the principles that America stands for. We can do something. We can take a stand. History is important for the future. Now, I want to finish with this thought. This is a day in history that God can use you and I. 
This is a time in history that God can use us. Now, listen. I want you to notice something in just a minute. What David said to his son Solomon as Solomon was about to take David's throne. David is dying now. And he's putting his son Solomon on the throne. David has made everything ready to build a temple. He's got all the everything together that needs to be done to build a temple. He's done everything he can for the nation Israel, and he's dying. Solomon is coming on the scene to take his place. He's going to be king. And he says to his son some very important things. I want you to watch this in First Chronicles. I want you to watch. I want to begin to read in verse 20. And David said to Solomon his son, Be strong and of good courage, and do it. Fear not, nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee, until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. And behold, the courses of the priests and the Levites, even they shall be with thee for all the service of the house of God. And there shall be with thee for all manner of workmanship, every willing, skillful man, for any manner of service, also the princes, and all the people will be holy at thy commandment. I like this. You know what David said to Solomon? He said, now everything is made ready. Uh, You're going to be king. You're going to be guiding this kingdom, God's people. And he said, I don't want you just sitting around thinking about it. Do it. Do it. Just do it. I want you to watch this. David said to Solomon, his son, be strong and of good courage. That's what we need. Amen. That people are strong and of good courage and do it. Whatever God lays on your heart to take a stand for, don't sit around and just think about it. Do it. Do something. Many of us stand around and sit around and plan to do something sometime, uh, but we never get around to doing something. Old King David told his son Solomon's son, Be king now. Now, I've laid all the plans. I've got all you need to get the job done for the Lord. Now just do it. And we must do what we can for our country, not just sit around and watch it fall. Now I just believe that we can make a difference. I believe it's time for God's people to write our Congress, to write our President, to write those that's in charge of our government and our schools. I, I, I was asked by a school just around the corner here. Uh, It's one of those schools, I think they're all sixth graders, if I remember right. And I never realized something. My little grandson was just a, I don't know how old you got to be in sixth grade, but he was in sixth grade age. And they asked me to come around there and preach to that class, and I couldn't believe it. They asked me to come and preach to them and tell them about the Lord and tell them how to go to heaven and answer their question. I said, I'll be there. And I went around there, and the, the, the room that they gave us to meet in was packed full. But here my little kid was this, and then they had some up here 
uh, nearly six foot tall, several of them. I said, what are they doing in here with these little children? You know, well, you know what happened? They failed so many times that now they back, they step all right there in the same group. And I started preaching. I started giving, uh, reading the Bible to them. And you know that the teacher was in the room. Several of the teachers were there in the room. And those kids just got up and started walking around, walking out the door, walking in and out, doing as they pleased. Nobody told them, sit down, shut up, be still. Now, when I went to school, but you listen to the preacher, you listen to the principal, you listen to the teacher, and if they told you to sit down and shut up, you did it. Amen? Not now. Hey, listen. I told them what to do, and I told them what they ought to do. And I still stand for it. And I think we can make a difference if everybody would take a stand and go to the schools, go to the principals, go to the teachers, and let them know. My grandson, some boys uh, uh, sucker punched him, or what they call it, they hit him in the back of the head. He played basketball. Knocked him out. And the principal called, and his daddy and mama was at work, and they couldn't get in touch with him, so they called Papa. And me, and I said, I'll be right there. I went down there, and they had my grandson in the office sitting there with a headache, and they knocked him out. And I said, wait a minute. What have you done with these boys that knocked him out? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. They're my grandson who got knocked out on the playground playing a basketball, and they had done absolutely nothing. I said, I'll do something, and I mean it, buddy. You get the principal in here, and you get the teachers in here, supposed to be over him. I want to talk to all of them. And it's time that somebody took a stand. My son was going to uh, school in, uh, at high school in Brandon, and he skipped two or three classes, and I didn't know it. And uh, they sent a report card home. They called me and said, uh, your son has been skipping classes. And so I said to my wife, I'm, i got to see what's going on down here. I went down there to the teacher. I went to the principal, and I said, what's going on? And they said, well, your son's been skipping classes. I well, wait a minute. Y'all didn't call me. You didn't let me know. You know what that principal said to me? You're one of a thousand that even cares. You're one of a thousand would even come down here and even inquire about it. That's what's wrong. That's what's wrong. Nobody cares. Nobody understands what's going on. And if we don't take a stand, if we don't do something... And when I read that story of Sodom and Gomorrah, and I read a lot, a righteous man, a man of God, you follow his story, you find in the Bible where the Bible said he was a righteous man, and yet he was living in a wicked city. And God told Abraham, his servant, I will not destroy that city if you can show me ten people in there that say righteous, born again. But he destroyed the city. Why? Because he couldn't even find ten souls that were saved and righteous. And that righteous man living right in the middle of them and hadn't won ten people to the Lord in that whole city. And I thought to myself, what a slam on Christianity. What a slam on a Christian. We can make a difference 
we can win somebody to Christ. And if everybody won and do their best and took a stand for the Lord, it will make a difference in people's lives. It will make a difference in this country. And I'm not for one kind of person and against another person. I'm for just everybody being free. Amen? And doing what is right according to the Bible. In that way, we're all happy people. We can live together. We can live like we ought to live. But if we just sit around and do absolutely nothing, it'll run right over you. And we can't do that. Amen? we got to make a difference. We can pray. We can witness. And I know that prayer changes things. We can pray for our president. We can pray for our Congress. We can pray for those in charge. We can pray for our police force. We can pray for the schools. We can pray for those that's over our children. It will make a difference. God can do something. God can just speak a word to a heart and make a difference. Amen? But we got to pray for them. we got to stand for what is right. And I believe it 100%. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name today that you'll challenge us to do right. Oh, Dr. Bob Jones Sr. preached a sermon I'll never forget. Just do right. That's all we have to do. And Lord, if we could just do what you say in your word, care for one another, Pray for one another. Witness to a lost and dying world that somebody's life might be changed. And when a life is changed by you, Lord, it's changed. It's not the same. And it's a righteous life. So help us, dear God. We can make a difference. 